So excited. What, uh, what are you excited about? I finally beat the bots. I have a PS5 on order. It is not coming till next month, but it's on order. PS5? I have secured one. Nice. Congrats. Congratulations. Good for you. Which is why we had to delay the recording, because I was busy doing shit. Yeah, but that's important, though. <laughs> you weren't, like, trying to donate to charity or anything. You were trying to get an Xbox. Like, we understand. I was. No, PS5. Mm. Xbox. Sorry, 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 sorry. They're all the same to me. The last game console I owned was um, when we all celebrated the millennium. So it's been a while. <laughs> but that's his last game console died as a result of Y two K. Yes, that is correct. Um. Okay. Well, on that note, you are listening to the Gimme Five Podcast, episode two oh three, side A. This is the Gimme 5 Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about extremely entertaining things. This is a side A episode. <laughs> exactly. This is a side A episode, which means we're going to talk about pop culture, entertainment news. Uh, we're actually going to talk about a movie. We're, gonna, we're not going to talk about music this week, but a book for sure. Uh, there's some Florida nonsense. And uh, whatever else may have caught our eye this week. Okay. Uh, my name is Roy. And I'm joined by Colonel Clive, Ted Hutt, and Sasso. I am Sasso. Sasso has done this. <laughs> nice, nicely done. I have no idea what that uh, is. You'll 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 find out soon. Yeah, all of those things are referencing one awesome awesome thing that I saw this week that we saw this week. Uh, we're going to talk about Boss Level, the book Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrix, and. Uh, only Murders in the Building, which I am i have not watched, but I'm excited to see because it sounds awesome. Uh, we're going to spoil some shit, right, Greg? Uh, yeah, we are. We Well, yeah, uh, it's going to be hard to talk about some of these things without spoiling it. Uh, probably not Only Murders in the Building because I've only watched a few episodes of that. And it's, you're re- they're really just kind of introducing stuff, so I don't think that happened. How, how but, many episodes are there, do you know? Uh, there's ten, I believe. Okay. I've only watched episode uh, one, and then I realized that this show was cert- was like genetically engineered to- for my wife as something she would like, so I stopped so that I could watch it with her. Because you are a good spouse. I am. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. And I'll explain that why, and like, the people that I hear that actually know my wife will be like, oh yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, so the... Yeah, just, I don't need to go through all this, but... Uh, we're going to spoil some stuff in the process of reviewing things. And you are not allowed to get mad because if you do get mad, the big spoiler alert is going to be, I'm going to make fun of you. <laughs> I will also probably make fun of your mom. And Rob will smack thou. That's how it yeah. works. So, so let, and, let's, and in the gamer on. world, we will also have sex with your mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh my true. God. 
That's so extreme. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert. She'll like it a lot. A lot. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <clears throat> um, news. Although Greg's pimp hand has been weakened. <laughs> it has. It has. Yeah, news. My... Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, Omar, we can see you. You turn off your camera so it doesn't screw up the recording. Second of uh, all, you like seeing me. I do. I do. Hold on, let me take my shirt off. Weird, weird <laughs> little segue here. Uh, I don't know if anyone has ever known this, but one of the one of the reasons why I have never been drunk ever in my entire life that is can't because possibly one of the first... be true. Really, it is true. God, it's true. I've had a buzz, but never oh been drunk. God, I'm drunk right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I, one of the first times I was ever near, near drunk people, one of them was like curled around a toilet. Mm. It was no one, pre- no one currently present and basically laying in puddles of, you know, their own, or actually not even their own urine, but <laughs> that horrified me to the point of where I don't think I ever would allow myself to get drunk. Um, so my biggest, one of my biggest all time fears is being on the floor of a restroom. Uh, so yesterday I went to Halloween Horror Nights, a and I walked room? a a rest room. The breast room would be fine. It's bouncy. He did say breast room. It I don't really mind. sounded like breast room, but so it goes. And I'm like, that sounds wonderful, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was a little bit of uh, excess coffee phlegm. That's fair. Uh, That's like that room in um, um, Clockwork Orange with the milk flying everywhere. Yeah, yeah, true. I'm game the Maloko bar. <laughs> anyway, so. <sorry>. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, yeah, they – one of my biggest fears is like ever being on the floor of a, a restroom just because of the filth and disgustingness. Well, my dumb ass was – it was raining at Universal Studios the other night at the – as I walked through CityWalk, and I walked into the restroom. The floors were extraordinarily slippery, and I knew it, and I was like kind of holding on to the wall as best I could, but my ass slipped and fell down and uh, you know, did something to my wrist and also, mm-hmm. you know – I probably had somebody's urine on my on my ass for last night, and it was like a different thing than when I like you know ask for that. So I'm sore, but Nurse Rob will take care of me with his. I will. Yeah, after he records, he's going to come over for the nightly spo- nightly sponge bath, and I will gently rub my testicles on your wrist. Well, that heals it, right? <laughs> Sounds like science. You're the profession. You're the professional. I don't know. It, it does heal it. Trust me. That's funny. Wow. <laughs> anyway, I, I've got news, uh, other news. Uh, saw a trailer today for uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion. Did you mm-hmm. know that was a thing? I, um, actually, I w- yes, I did. As a matter of fact, I didn't. I haven't seen the trailer for it or anything, but... So, I am a... Big fan of the kid-friendly horror because it's always fun. It has a good spookiness to it, but it's something I can watch with my kid. It's something we could do, like, you know, little Halloween parties and stuff for. Um, the trailer for Muppets Haunted Mansion, which comes out on Disney+, Plus, of course, at on October 8th. Uh, basically, Gonzo and Pepe the Prawn, they have to stay in a haunted mansion or the haunted mansion. And there is a, in the trailer, there's a lot of things that you will recognize from the ride if you've, of course, been on it. The elevator, the... Um, was it Madame, whatever her name is, the head Madame in the... Madame Leota. Madame Leota. Uh, and it just, it looks cute. You know, some of the jokes look kind of easy, like Madame Leota is, of course, Miss Piggy, 
the the busts that are like in the little bookshelf the area. Yep. It's, I don't uh, know that. I haven't yeah. seen the trailer, but it's a uh, Statler and Waldorf, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them is Be- is Beaker, I think. Uh, there's other people in this. There's going to be a lot of uh, cameos. Um, Will Arnett is the ghost host. Alfonso, the so people that are going to that are in it in it are uh, Yvette Nicole Brown from Community, uh, Darren Chris, who I don't know who that is, and Taraji P. In it to win it, they are. Yeah, Taraji P. Henson. Uh, also, you're going to see Alfonso Rivero, the late Ed Asner, uh, one of our listeners who, in no way, shape, or form, wants to murder us, Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could just call him friend of the show at this point. <laughs> yeah, friend of the show. Friend of the show who is and definitely... we still live in Michigan, Mr. Trejo. Who's <laughs> in no way, shape, or form is going to machete Rob to death. Uh, that's the reason why we use fake names at the beginning of the podcast, just in case. Oh, uh, Michigan's beautiful. Sky, uh, yeah. Sky Jackson, Craig Robinson, John Stamos, Chrissy Metz, Jeff Keeley. I don't know who that is, and... Uh, Jeannie Mai and Kim Irvine, but it looks pretty funny and it looks like you want it to. It looks like Muppets hanging out in the Haunted Mansion. Nice. And I will be watching that on October 8th. That sounds pretty good. Excellent. I have an update. What's your update? I got a PS5. (laughs) Um, No. (laughs) That's Um. not going to be annoying. (laughs) No, I I actually finally found Monster Mash. Oh, whoa, really? Where? I did. Uh, I found it at Publix. What? And I, I've i been into many Publixes trying to find it. And then I was like, you know, I've been into Walmart and Target, and they've had them, but they've been on like an end cap kind of thing. Um, but they've never had the Monster Mash. They've just had like Frankenberry, Count Chocula, and Booberry. Um, so I figured I'd check around and see if there were any end caps at Publix. And I walked down to the end of the aisle, and lo and behold, they had... They had all all four of them. They had Count Chocula, Frankenberry, Booberry, and then on the bottom they had the Monster Mash. So I went ahead and grabbed a couple of Monster Mash because they were two for four bucks. So I grabbed two of them. So if you want one, Greg, you can have one. Nice. And recap: um, Monster Mash is all of them together, right? Yes and no. Isn't, I thought they were all kind of like a mixture of all of them. That was what I thought, but it's really kind of like a mixture of like berry flavored pieces with uh marshmallow bits. So it's probably like it, it's like a mixture of the booberry uh pieces and the frankenberry pieces mm-hmm. with the uh, marshmallow bits. Okay. Okay. So I wanted it to be like that kid that goes down the soda machine thing at like Chuck E. Cheese and gets a little bit of each soda. That, yeah, that's like that's kind of what I wanted I it thought to that's be what too. it was too. And, and it probably would have been horrendous, but that's kind of what I wanted it to be. We used to yeah. call those um, a suicide. You know, like part Fruity Pebbles, yeah. part Marshmallow yes. Bits, and part, you know, mm-hmm. like the Fruity Yummy Mummy or yep. whatever. And some chocolate in there for good measure. And I will say, I, I ate a bunch of it, like, uh, dry, you know, with without milk. It was okay. Um, I put milk on it, and it was okay. It, I mean, it's it, it tastes like any other uh, cereal that's got marshmallows in it. <laughs> It's okay. more yeah, of a thing, sense. though. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, cereal's, it's, cereal's gotten a little more sweet. Cereal's gotten a little more nasty re- recently because they go with the different like formulas and like. I've had some of a lo- like a lot of them have gone to corn instead of the oat, and yeah. the the corn does not hold the flavor all that well. Yeah, interesting. Like golden grams taste weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Corn Pops. Corn Pops. I remember you said that one the other day, yeah. Corn Pops were always one of my favorites, and I'd have to try those again just to see how much they they taste weird. Not only do they taste weird, but you know, like, I don't believe we're talking about this, but you know how, like, in Corn Pops, every so often you'd get, like, there were some that were really soft, and there were some that were kind of hard and, like, crunchy. Like, but harder than the rest, like, too much. Yeah. Yeah, and it was kind of cool. Like, I don't know, I I like the different textures of Corn Pops, but, like, it doesn't happen like that anymore. Oh, no? Yeah, it's just not. I'm a I'm a lucky charms guy. They've ruined everything from our childhood. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, one other little bit of news here. Uh, it's quick. Orville season three. They finally announced when it's coming so out. Excited. Oh, when? Uh, <laughs> good. Uh, bad news. March of 2022. Jesus. Hey, uh, that's not it, bad. I'll course, take it. It will be on Hulu instead of Fox, and it will be the last thing that Norm MacDonald has recorded, as he did do his voiceover for Yuffet. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's such a great show. And coincidentally, that'll probably also be when my PlayStation 5 works. <laughs> God. Fair point. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. Uh, I am excited. <clears throat> well... That'll get shipped to Florida, where it will be promptly stolen by Florida Man. Mm-hmm. Florida Man, Florida Man, does whatever a Florida Man can. Jacksonville has been... He will have sex with a alligator while doing meth. <laughs> Look out! Here comes a Florida Man. <laughs> Jacksonville has been the gift that keeps on giving lately. <laughs> oh, God. With that, like, that statue thing that's supposed to say Jax, but it looks like... You know what I'm talking about? I'm not, There's actually. some like thing that they did to, and it looks like it's like cursive, and it's supposed to say J A X, but it looks like I don't even remember anymore. Sex? Yeah, I think that's what it, I don't remember. Any, yeah, I think it looks like sex. It's like some ridiculous thing that they that they massively screwed up, and then there was some logo for some other thing that looks like it says shit or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like they are just a disaster lately. You know what I mean? You went from Leonard Skinner to this? Come on, Jacksonville. Get it together. <laughs> Technically, didn't Jacksonville kill, like, a member of Leonard Skinner or, like, of... Oh, who was... The, oh, no, it was... It was, was uh, like Mississippi or something with the plane? No, it was the, no, the, other, the other band, um, Allman Brothers. It killed, like, two members... Jacksonville killed two members of the Allman Brothers. Is that where they Motorcycle accidents. Was it yeah. Jacksonville? Really? At the same intersection, No, too. no, no. That was, I thought that was in Macon in their hometown. At the same time, or was it, like... Separate. It was literally uh, Rob, literally like, a year apart to the day. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, three hundred sixty. No, it, it was definitely Jacksonville because I've I've seen the intersection. Mm. For some reason, I thought it was in Macon in their hometown in Georgia. Oh, you you do that. I'll I'll look it up. Uh, you want me to do the okay? Do you, you do the Florida Florida man <clears throat> tries to trade back a vehicle? Listen, okay, I've bought and I I bought and I've purchased. I've bought. It's already been brought. It's in. already been brought in. I've I've bought a car once or twice that I was like, eh, I'm not sure about this, and like, uh, I mean, can I return it? You know what I mean? Like, I usually buy used cars because I don't want to pay full price. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? One thing I didn't do though when I bought it, <clears throat> or when I brought it back, it wasn't stolen, <laughs> so <laughs> that helps. <laughs> I I don't mean to be a, that guy. But it helps if you didn't steal it first, if you want to return it. But um, this guy, because, you know, we're in Florida, he tried to trade back a car, but he, he stole it first. Um, so Lake City, Florida, 
Florida man tries to trade in a vehicle from the same dealership he stole it from. They uh, responded to a stolen vehicle. The police responded to a stolen vehicle at um, Chrysler Dodge Jeep dealership on, excuse me, on Monday. Um, <clears throat> the employees told the officers that a man was trying to trade in his vehicle for a new one. But when they checked the VIN number, because, you know, that's what they do. Uh, they found that the vehicle was stolen from the dealership a few days earlier. He admitted to stealing the vehicle, adding that the crime was captured on the dealership's camera system. He was arrested on charges and, of course, grand theft of a motor vehicle and criminal mischief. You already got away with stealing the car. Just, just keep it. Like, what are you doing? Why are you trying? I don't understand the thought process of like... I feel bad, but not that bad. Maybe he thought he was being clever... By, like, getting rid of the stolen merchandise? You know what I mean? Like, this car's being looked for, but if I go and trade it in for a different one... he didn't even try to take it to a different dealership. He took it... He he tried to return it to the same dealership he stole it from. Yeah, you're not wrong. Criminals are the dumbest people. (laughs) Um, Well, only the ones we know about. It's like he took it, and then he drove it for a few days, and he went to go fill it up with gas. He's like, fuck, (laughs) trucks are expensive. Can I trade this, how big in is this tank for a Tesla? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how how big is that fifty five gallon tank? Are you kidding me? Oh, I gotta get the, I gotta get money money yeah. back. So, uh, basically, if you get away with stealing a car, don't don't try to go return it and get a new one. I I, I mean, can you even return cars? Is that even a thing? I think there's like a lemon law thing. Yeah, but this isn't it. This but was just this was a new car. It seems yeah. like it was from the dealer. There's there's a there's a couple. I don't know how. It's like a grace period. Yeah. There's there's a grace period. It's it, I want to say it's like three days or a week or something like that. But that's at like those CarMax type places. I don't think that's at like a Dodge dealership. It might be. I don't know. I've never bought a I Dodge. I think that's at like all major dealerships. Okay, so hear, hear me okay. out. The next Pearl Jam concert, <laughs> we buy a Corvette. Okay. Got it. We buy a Corvette. Quote, unquote. Okay. We go to said okay. concert. We come back as with it. We, we come back, and then we return said Corvette. No, I'm not saying steal. I'm saying we buy a Corvette, and then we just be like, no, this wasn't for me. And they'll be like, you have 5,000 miles. Well, the show was in Chicago, sir. So explain how I was not supposed <laughs> to put 5,000 miles on it. And can I get my T-shirts out of the Clearly, back trunk before you, you take this away? you have never seen a map, dealership guy. <laughs> exactly. Mr. Dealership yeah. Man. Have you seen you know, Chicago in the states. winter? Stop giving me a hard, hard time. <laughs> I've never been to Chicago. I just assume it's cold. It is. Yeah. Nice. Beautiful. Beautiful uh, city, actually. I love it. I love it there. Good food. All of it has sausage in it. <laughs> All of it. You often have sausage in you, so uh, there's... <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. I do, actually. <laughs> you just made Rob choke to death. Uh, okay, so we wouldn't have to steal cars if we had more patrons. Uh, you guys could help the podcast by becoming a patron. And um, if you are a good enough patron, maybe I could replace these two people uh, with you. Uh, it is not Nobody very expensive. will put up with you like us, Greg. It is not very expensive. It is only $5. You get a chance to be in our chat. You get a chance to uh, let us know some news. You get, us, you get to hear about uh, what... 
upcoming movies we have. Occasionally, we let you guys pick the movies. There's a bunch of different things out there. We love and adore our patrons. It sounds uh, like there's a, please, God, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also have higher levels. The Patron of Unusual Size uh, gets other perks. You can check those out on patreon.com slash giveme5podcast. Thank you, Alec. Mr. Alec, we love you. What up, Alec? Who I sent a picture of the uh, the Jaws shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Wicked, sh- Wicked Shack. Wicked Shack. <laughs> I love that shirt. That's the best shirt that, that I've ever seen. That is a great shirt. That's a good picture. I've designed like eight shirts, and that's still the best shirt <laughs> I've ever seen. You know what else is an excellent picture? Uh-oh. Of a PlayStation 5? No. <laughs> no. The picture that I put in our patron-only chat today. Uh-oh, which one was that? That was I the, have you blocked. So. <laughs> that was that was the one of the four shark attack. Oh, oh yeah, no, that's not happening. Did you bought that? Didn't you? <laughs> God damn it! Maybe. Okay, I haven't seen that. I didn't check that yet. Okay, fair enough. Greg has said that I'm not allowed to pick shark movies anymore, mm-hmm. and I have told him, "Screw that! <laughs> I'm going to pick all of the shark movies." And as I say all of the shark movies, I am waving my hand in the air with the no- with you know my index finger pointing up. All of the shark movies. Like, start your own subsidiary podcast. <laughs> it's all about shark movies. The shark okay. cast. So let's yeah, let's uh, jump in here to some of our. Wait, topics. did you say shark cast or shark cast? Because I can well, do either one. Either one is. I said shark with a K, but I think you're onto something. I'm not here to. I'm not here to stifle your creativity. It's weird how many how many podcasts and YouTube things have the word shark in it. I was looking up a review of a Marvel Legends character today to see like how. What's they... even weirder is that you know that. And like the the podcast or the YouTube channel that had the I was trying to figure out how to use how to put some of the accessories on, mm-hmm. and um, the pod the YouTube channel was called Shark to Miss Prime. <laughs> Shartimus Prime. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Like he knew his he knew his crap too. Like, I've he, actually seen that channel that's before. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's uh, do let's do our actual topics. So you know, people aren't just leaving en masse. Uh, Why you know, don't you lead we, off with a book. I am going to lead off the book. You know, we always how I've talked about the fact that like we tend to like the things that we watch for the most part, except for Rob, who doesn't like anything. <laughs> um, if you make me watch a Disney remake, I'm gonna fucking rant for like 20 minutes yeah uh so i always am like well the thing is is we're we have a pretty good judge of what the trailers are going to show us and you know other reviews if we decide and we don't have that much time uh all of us have jobs and stuff to waste our time on something that we don't like other than the movie we do for the side b episode usually correct so when this book came out uh, it, oh, I guess I should tell you what book that is. And I will scroll down here in the notes. We are out of order. Uh, Final Girls Support Group. When I first saw the cover for this book, I was excited because the cover was awesome. Uh, it's like a support group, like folding metal chair, but it's red and it has like blood dripping off of it. Uh, it was released July 13th, uh, 2000, not 1991. Uh, had very hard type typing with one hand. You'd think I'd be used to that by now. Haha. <laughs> uh, Written by Grady Hendrix, uh, author that I have talked about, what, three of his books on here, and I've liked all of them. Uh, the synopsis 
It's a fast-paced, thrilling horror novel that follows a group of heroines to die for. Uh, in horror, and this is part of the description, but it's also something I want you guys to know. But do you do you guys know what a final girl is? Well, I guess Omar, do you know what the final girl is? I know you do. Know, I know you do, Rob. No, I, I, I no, I have. I mean, there's a couple of ideas. What kind of movie are we talking about? Horror. Yeah. Uh, slasher <laughs> movies definitely slasher okay that's movies. a different thing than what i had in mind yeah um uh i assume the last one standing yeah pretty much yeah so whether coincidentally or by design most of the horror movies the slasher movies halloween friday the 13th nightmare on elm street kind of movies had a final girl usually the lead character was a female and they won somehow um, that's how you get your your Laurie Strodes and stuff. Uh, so this one, this book is called the Final Girl Support Group, and I was very excited about this because the previous uh, book by him, Southern Girl Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires, was something I was. Uh, I'm not a big fan of like Southern culture, so I was like, okay, is this going to be like super Savannah e? Like, like sitting on the porch, sipping sweet tea, talking about sipping vampires. sweet tea yeah. and talking about like deviled eggs and stuff. Yeah. Like I was a little worried it was going to be like that. Deviled eggs. Oh my stars. Oh. Surrounded by magnolia trees or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Tarnation. God, I could go way worse. I've, I've heard way worse from, from nice, sweet Southern oh, towns. So funny. Uh. Well, you know, He's very nice. He makes great pastries, but I think he's one of them homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, okay, you know it's uh, 2019, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> Time to move past that. Actual you, conversation. Actual you conversation. You know it's 2021. No, this is what it was when the actual conversation happened. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll take the two-year window. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, it's a big ass window. <laughs> so the, I really enjoyed that book uh, and then so this one came out I was really excited about it um, then I started listening to it on Audible and the the description here uh, in horror movies the final girl is one who's left standing when the credits roll the one who fought back defeated the killer and avenged her friends the one who emerges bloodied but victorious but after the sirens fade and the audience moves on what happens to her so basically this is about some some characters that are loosely uh I'll say loosely, but not really, based on the final girls from different slasher movies of the 80s and 90s. Wait, is the release date on um, this? Is that correct? No, no, no. It was – I didn't write it correctly. Okay. 21. Um, so there's uh, – So it's like it's like a um, a survivor's guilt support group kind of thing? Yeah, like a support group. Like they meet and they're meeting with a psychologist. And, and so it's, But it's Lynette actually Harkington people from is, other like real like movies that have already like – like based on it but not really like it's not actual characters from the movies okay. because that would be cool. got it well that's yeah. why i was asking so there's yeah. lynette yeah so it's like lynette tarkington who is based on the the survivor from silent night deadly night got it um and that character's name is Lin or, well and the names are actually kind of interesting i will say the names are interesting because like that character's name is lynette tarkington in the book but the actress that played the character in the movie was lynne quigley so you can kind of see where they did that kind of stuff and like some of them do make sense. Like Heather, in the book, survived the Dream Killer, and Nightmare on Elm Street. The lead character was Heather Langenkamp, so they used the same name. Got it. Uh, Danny, or, uh, which is I guess short for Danielle, is from Halloween, which 
that won't make sense except for the fact that Danielle, uh, oh, she's been in a bunch of other stuff too. She played the little girl in uh, uh, The Last Boy Scout and then went on to a pretty decent career. Her name is Danielle. Last Boy Scout. But she was also in Halloween. Yeah, she was in one of the Halloween movies as like um, little girl. But anyway, uh, Julia is based on a character from Scream. Uh, Adrienne is is a former camp counselor. You, get, you probably right. figured that one out. <clears throat> And Marilyn is a debutante that got into some trouble in Texas. So you can kind of figure <laughs> out where that goes. So that chainsaw? Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant so, the state senate. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So Shut she up. uh so th- those are the, the characters there and like so again, really excited. I like that idea, I like the premise. The book felt really flat for me. Because People, as Rob has said before on this particular show, people don't act realistically in ways. So, like, I'll just give one example. One of, one of the characters is trying to reach the other character and is at the other character's apartment. Outside of the door, the other character is, is the main character, and she's like a, a prepper survivalist at this point. She's like, no one's getting in. I'm not leaving the place. You know, I've got steel in my doors and all this stuff, right? So the other character is in a wheelchair based on the fact that she jumped out of a window to get away from her killer many years ago. And the way they try to convince this woman to come out of the house is by having someone dress up in, like, what would be a Scream costume, but the way they describe it is like a Grim Reaper or a skeleton costume or whatever, and hold a knife to her throat. So you're like – and then so she, like, flings open the door and tries to – and, like, shoots this guy. But, like, he was just her caretaker trying to get her to come out. Like, you would think if all of these people have had this much trauma for this many years, that, like, even as part, it just, it's just a dumb thing. And that kind of starts off the book. And there's just a bunch of little things like that where not only is it a little bit of a murder who done it kind of thing, as these people start getting hunted down, they go down a lot of paths where they'll, like, okay, I think it's this person that's the killer. And then they discuss like, like, oh no, I told this person where I live, and I did this, and I did. And there's like pages and pages and pages of all of the bad things that occurred because she trusted this one killer. But it's a red herring, and it was that person was never the killer. So it's like you read several chapters or listened to several chapters of stuff that really didn't mean anything, and then they would do it again. That and that irritates the shit out of me because I've I've read a couple of books. And in fact, I think I reviewed one not too long ago where I where I said that where they intentionally mislead you and give you false information so that they can extend the length of the book. And I'm like, this this is stupid. Why? Ugh. Yeah, that it's irritates like, the like, shit out of me. Yeah, so and so is the killer. I've got to do this, and I've got to do this, and I got to make sure that this doesn't happen. I got to make sure that that person isn't. And then it's like, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And then it's like, oh, well, they're not the killer. Someone else might be the killer. So I got to do this, and, and like, eh, it was just, it was really hard to get through. Um, the world that it takes place in, which I probably should have said first, it's it's basically taking place in a world where all of these slasher killers actually happened, obviously, and then all of these last surviving women became kind of unwitting celebrities, and movies were made, and yeah, they got money, but they changed the story, or they changed something to the point of where it was really taking advantage like people like 
agents swooped in to like steal some stuff from them and things like that. So like that's kind of interesting and sort of realistic, but the 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 overall book just it really did fall flat for me and I didn't want it to. The premise is great. Uh, the reader Yeah. The the reader is um what is her name? She <laughs> is actually um uh where did Oh, uh, Adrienne King. She was Alice in Friday the 13th. And I always hate going after, I don't know, I feel like I hate going after readers because I know I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, a lot of times, some of the stuff that she was talking about sounded like she was surprised by it, like she didn't know what it was. Like, you know, imagine uh, one of our, our parents trying to talk about Rob getting a PlayStation 5. You know, one of the, one of those newfangled PlayStation Five things, like you know, where you can kind of tell that someone, like in their voice, doesn't know what they're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of heard that a little bit in the reader, which I it, and then I was like, "Who is this reader?" Because I, I don't know if that was what made me not as thrilled with the book. And then it turned out she was actually in Friday the Thirteenth, but I don't know. It's kind of weird. Uh, the book was actually written pr- right around the time as it was picked up for a mini series on HBO Max. Now, I think this, if you get rid of all of the expository crap that doesn't mean anything i think it might actually be a much better tv show okay um it's being produced by shalar shalars <laughs> charlize theron really oh, okay. um yeah so her production company and um barbara and annie machete's production company and they they were the people that produced it um the, uh, the updated one the new one yeah yeah so both of all all of those people do a good job so i'm Oddly, uh, as much as I didn't like it, I'm very excited for the HBO Max miniseries. This, this might be one of those things there's... where the show is better than the book itself. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they can correct some of the writing issues, I, I imagine it would be. Um, the question is whether or not the writer will allow them to correct those issues. Because having, having a whole bunch of information that ends up being completely irrelevant really kind of derails the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I've encountered that multiple times while reading, and it always pisses me off. And it makes me wonder why I'm like, why did I even waste my time reading this friggin' book when half of it was completely irrelevant? Oh, that's right. It was it was the one that I reviewed not too long ago, Queen in Hiding. Yeah. Where, like, half of the book was completely irrelevant. And I'm like, why, why, did, why did we do this? This is stupid. <laughs> why did we do this? <laughs> Whatever. I want my time right. back. <laughs> exactly. And I feel so cheated when that happens because to me what that signifies is that the writer doesn't know what they're doing. They don't know how to craft a decent story so they lead you down this path and then start over. Mm-hmm. So uh, you guys both watched the movie, so we'll let that go last. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess I'll just talk one. I'm just finding it in the notes here. I can throw in a little bit about a game that I played if you want. Is it on a PlayStation 5? <laughs> it is no, available no. on PS5, but I have played it on PS4. No, we've we've got... Uh, we're already going long, so... Okay. Sorry. Well, I just meant if you didn't want to do this. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. I've got... I just got to find it in the thing. Uh, we are going to talk about only motors in the building. Omar has just highlighted in pink. Uh, 
So, only murders in the building. Someone, I don't remember who told me to watch this. Someone I was talking to recently was like, have you seen that show? Like, what show? Like, you have to watch it. Okay. So, only murders in the building. It came out uh, August. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. (laughs) And then I murdered them in the building. Uh, August 31st, 2021 is when it came out. So, and it's, I think the first three episodes came out first and then they've released, um, the other ones afterwards, like once a week or something. Uh, it is on Hulu. It stars Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez, uh, Amy Ryan. I don't know if you know her, but she's awesome. She was in the office. Uh, Tina Fey. I think Omar knows her. Tina Fey. Yeah, well, the I love The Office. Amy Ryan's cool, but Tina Fey is my um. <sighs> call me, just Peter call Bay. me. <laughs> Amy Ryan has an adorable nose. I like Amy Ryan's <laughs> nose. I, I I like that. I get that. That I, will be that will be on the Frankenstein woman that Greg is going to create. He's <laughs> going to procure Amy Ryan's <laughs> nose. <laughs> it's true. It's uh, almost Halloween time. I can come up with those jokes. Yeah. Uh, Tina Fey, uh, Nathan Lane, although I haven't seen him yet, but he is in it. I like his nose, too. Synopsis three. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, three strangers who share an obsession with true crime suddenly find themselves caught up in one. So this is I've, – I've only watched an, one episode, like I said earlier. Uh, I will tell you that the first episode, it starts off talking with three people kind of showing their, their daily lives. They put on earphones, and they start listening to a true true crime podcast. Which is uh, being narrated by Tina Fey and a character that she plays. She's the you know the podcaster, and it's it. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, and this it is absolutely one hundred percent accurate. The way things are described, the way things are done, the editing, the music hits everything, dead on. Uh, so you see that, and then these they're going about their lives. You know, she, the uh, Selena Gomez is like you know the the young like too cool for anyone type character steve martin plays a former tv detective star from the 80s who you don't know exactly i don't know exactly what happened with him but he's living a miserable life and basically just living on that past character mm-hmm. um and uh, martin short is a broadway a former broadway writer who is writing trying to write off broadway and off off broadway as he says shows so between the New York stuff, the Broadway stuff, and the fact that Martin Short's character has a giant snorting uh, bulldog, English bulldog, named Winnie, that's when I had to stop and be like, okay, my wife is going to need to watch this. Uh, there's a lot of, like, in-podcast jokes, which doing one for as long as we've been doing one, I, like, I totally get it. I understand, like, the writing something down and then reading it and it not sounding right or, or like having to do a different type of read. And we're not even doing like, we're doing more ad lib stuff. We don't script it that much, but um, when we have scripted stuff, like it makes sense. Uh, there's uh, so the, basically what happens in the first episode is all of these people, they meet in an elevator, a great little Steve Martin, Martin short gag. It's like the, I love, Steve Martin, like I've always loved his brand of humor. He's awesome for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's they're all in the elevator. He just he's like frantically trying to like he's in there first. He's trying to like get away from the people. And uh, Martin Short's character comes in. He's telling the story to them about like how he lost his headphones. 
and the elevator goes ding because they're at their floor or Martin Short's at his floor and Steve Martin's like looks at him like ding come on because <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get the story over with <laughs> and he gets out of the elevator and Steve Martin just looks at Selena Gomez is like yeah even the elevator was bored with that story <laughs> and I was like it's perfect and that's like early in the show I'm like this is it I'm I'm on board anyway they eventually uh, someone gets murdered in the building with in the next day or so. I think it's actually that night, and they realize that they're all into true crime and they're going to solve it. Um, there is also just another thing that just kind of it hit deep, where they're up there on the floor, like looking around, and this police officer is like, uh, do you, "Are you supposed to be here? Do you know this person? You know that kind of thing." And she like stops. She's like, "All right." What true crime podcast are you doing? <laughs> it's just like every seems like you know. There's that joke that everyone has a podcast. Um, you know, there's there's four million podcasts in the world, and we're one of them. And you're listening to us, so there. Mm. Um, so there. So it's good. Yeah, it's good. I I, I like the show. Worth checking out. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just uh, so far the first episode has been great, and I know it's been you know other people are for much further along on it, but. Uh, it's already been uh, season two'd, um, and I know that there are actually quite a few uh, cameos, which I'm, I always wonder, is a cameo a spoiler? Like, does it ruin people's enjoyment if, like, I spoil a cameo? That's a um, good question. It dep- you know what? I think it depends on the cameo. Yeah. I think it depends on the cameo and the and the weight. If, if you say that, oh, you know, so-and-so has a cameo, but then don't give any context. I don't necessarily think yeah. that that's a spoiler. But if you say, yeah. "Oh, so and so has a cameo," and you know they're they're reprising their role as such and such, then it's like, "Oh, dude, what the f, man? Why would you yeah. tell me that?" You know what yeah, I mean? Th- there is a well, there is a, someone that has a cameo in this that I think of this person. He's a musician as very enig- enigmatic, and that someone that wouldn't do that type of thing. So if that makes sense, so. I'm, and I found out while doing research for this, so I haven't even seen that part yet. But I'm very excited to figure out. All right, where it's he Elton John. Elton John would cameo on this podcast for enough money. <laughs> we buy him some sparkly sunglasses and like a Big Bird costume. I could get him on this podcast in like a week. We got a new wig for you, buddy. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Enigmatic. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Did not see that coming. So that's that. Uh, Only Murders in the Building. It is on Hulu. You should watch it. <clears throat> Tell us what you think. Call me Tina Fey. <clears throat> I I will probably I will probably go check that out. I'm definitely going to check. it I out. I will tell you. For me, not quite as dark, but it very much reminded me of Knives Out. Like oh, tonally. excellent. Like and that's a ma- great like tonally. Movie. Like tonally, there it is. It's more tonally. Like that one's a little bit more dark, backstabby kind of stuff. But this is there. The one thing I really liked about this is because I watched it and then watched it again, I knew how the first episode ended at this point. And I was able to watch – so I started watching the characters closely, and it's extraordinarily well acted. Like, especially Selena Gomez. Because there there are things – it's not really a big deal because it's the first episode, but, like, there are things where, like, people are asking – like, when the woman's asking, like, are, do you know this person? Selena Gomez kind of shifts her eyes around like, uh – like this, but it's subtle because she's standing in the back of things, and like mm-hmm. you and and the well again, it's a thirty-minute episode, but the last shot of the 
of the episode one is a picture of a group of friends, including the person who's murdered and Selena Gomez is in the picture. So like, interesting before you thought it was just, you know, like this person that was there, but now you're like, Oh shit. She actually knew him, even though you've seen them together and she never interacted with, with that person. Like she knew them. So it's kind of interesting. Okay. Well, when you say Steve Martin and Martin short together, I'm, I'm already interested. You know what I mean? Like you've got to at least give it a try. Like you, you can't let that go. That's, the only thing missing from that is Rick Moranis. I was uh, that's so funny. I was just thinking about that. I was thinking about him. You're right. Is he back to like acting or is he still retired? No, I think he's still retired. He did commercials or something like that recently. He he made an appearance and did like a commercial or something with Ryan Reynolds, but I think that's really all that he's I don't know that anybody's actually brought him back to do any serious acting. Okay. So why don't you guys tell me about Boss Level and tell me why it's something I want to watch, even though things that repeat themselves exhaust me. Uh, Rob, I don't know. Do you want to go first? Um, well, we are talking about a movie called Boss Level. It's on Hulu. And it was originally released for like screeners in February of 2020. And it wasn't actually released 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 until march 5th of 2021 and i believe there was some issues going on with um uh companies not wanting to release it saying it wasn't up to their to their standards or whatever and i have no idea why i enjoyed the shit out of this it was awesome and actually i was looking at some of the reviews online i had to go like i i went like four or five pages of reviews in and still didn't find a single review under six stars i had to sort them by by review to even find anything under a six star review and even then i only had to go like three reviews in to get back to the six stars six pages or three pages in to get back to the six star reviews so it's it's actually a really good movie and the people who were complaining about it i i really don't feel like they got the movie you know, it was one of those things where they're like, ah, oh, this is stupid. People who are just bitching to bitch. But the movie is directed by Joe Carnahan. And I don't know who, who wrote this, but this is a, an excellent question because there is a shitload of producers for this Right, movie. so I'm doing, I'm like looking this stuff up and I happen to look, I think it was on IMDb and, uh-huh. I, I, you know, you're scrolling down or whatever. And I keep scrolling, and I and then I see produced by, and there's this fucking giant list of names. It's 16 names. Is that normal? I've never seen that many names. They're all making what a dollar a piece on this movie. Like how, how many producers can you have? Literally 16 producers of very you know co-producer, executive producer, executive producer, executive producer, executive producer, co-producer, executive, executive, executive. Like what the hell? Is that like a Netflix thing? What's going on with that? And you are incorrect, sir. It is not 16. It is, in fact, 30 names uh, for producer. I believe you. Maybe I didn't put them all on there. I don't know. No, I just counted them all. The ones that you all listed. It's on two pages. That Maybe might be that's why. Because you got about half of them. Ah, uh, your residual check came in. Well, it's not really a check. It's actually a bunch of coins <laughs> in the envelope. Pretty much. But... The movie does star Frank Grillo as the main character, Roy. And Pulver. producer. It's also got Mel Mel Gibson in it. 
Naomi Watts, Will Sasso, Annabelle Wallace, Sean McKinney, Selena Lowe, Michelle Yeoh, Ken Jeong. And and actually, it's actually uh, the the kid who plays Joe in the movie apparently is actually Frank Grillo's yeah. son. He does a good job too. Yeah, which yeah, was, that was cool. I didn't I didn't realize that, but that's I mean it, when you're watching it, you don't obviously know that, but it's really his son. He does a he's good. The kid's a good actor. <clears throat> what did you uh, like about and it? What this, did you? What was your? Well, the the let's let's give him some of the background first. Um, the synopsis is is it's a retired special forces officer is trapped in a never ending time loop on the day of his death. And my my thoughts were, holy shit, this is Groundhog Day, but with assassins and mayhem. Somebody else uh, in one of the reviews I read, they said this was Groundhog Day meets Crank. That's a good way to put with it, Jason yeah. Statham, and and that's that's fairly accurate. Um, basically, the way it works is Frank Grillo's character wakes up and starts the day being attacked by assassins, people who are trying to kill him. And every time he dies, he starts over from the being attacked and people trying to kill him. You know, he wakes up in his bed and somebody's trying to machete him to death. And and I believe there's there's the second guy who tries to kill him is actually a helicopter with a minigun attached to it. And I think the guy operating the minigun is um Gronkowski. It does you're right, it does look like him. I think it's Gronkowski operating the minigun. It sure shit look now that you say um, that it really like looks a lot like him. But the it's it's just I really enjoyed watching. It's not terrible. I really enjoyed watching his failures, um, but I, I enjoyed watching him figure things out because it, you join him already like 144 attempts in or 140 attempts in, and every time he dies, he resets, and he's learned, you know, various ways to extend and how to survive and. Everybody does the exact same thing every time, so he, you know, he can learn to predict their actions and do all of this stuff. And he even talks about that during the movie. And it's it's just kind of funny to see him react to some of the stuff that he's seen millions of, or you know, a hundred and forty times already. You know, he can quote people's speeches and shit. I like in the opening, and then he changes his in the routine. opening sequence when the the helicopter shooting at him. He's kind of like walking through the bullets, <laughs> like he he never... yeah he like takes a couple of steps and stops, <laughs> takes a couple more steps and stops. It's yeah, so well and done. it's it's yeah, it really is. He's he's played it out so many times that he's like memorized the pattern. And for anybody who's actually played video games and and like like the the original Mario where you had to learn the patterns and stuff, and you know you could. If you learned the pattern well enough, you could actually just run through the level in like fifteen seconds Correct. or something. It's 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 actually really entertaining. I had a really good time with it, and Frank Grillo is excellent. And I don't know why we don't see him in more action roles. He's ripped as shit too. The dude's dude. in his fifties. Unbelievable! Like, Holy crap! Yeah. I feel so inadequate. Yeah, have another right cheeseburger, now. <laughs> Omar. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point he says in the movie, carbs aren't your friends, boys. <laughs> That's right, he does. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, really good. 
I, I, the first thing I thought about actually was, you know, I, of course you think of obviously Groundhog Day because for our generation, mm-hmm. that's the original. I don't know that there's anything before that, that does, that does this. Um, I did think a little bit of, um, you know, edge of tomorrow, you know, live, die, repeat, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause that's more actiony. I, for some reason, I, I don't know if this is just me, but there's a, an, there's a tiny bit of a Deadpool vibe in the way that he sort of describes things. And he's very matter of fact uh, and fu- like funny about how like, like the carbs, like carbs are bad boys or, you know, or whatever it is that he says. Like there's, I don't know why. And I know this is probably uh, just an Omar thing, but there, I, I got a lot of, for the first half of the movie, I, I, or the first quarter of the movie, I, I, I got a, uh, I kept I kept comparing it to uh, not comparing it in a negative way to like the Deadpool character like the Deadpool vibe not the character but like just that sort of like humor. Um, I don't know I don't know that many people will agree with that, but it was absolutely it was really funny, it was really well done, and I like that I think they did a great job of like developing the story and the like how and why. Um that's happening to him. And like, there's a scene where he, you know, with the diner and he's like, Oh, I didn't realize I I've, I have not gotten this far in the day yet. Like, this is the first time that this has happened where he, where he makes it to like noon, I think. And up his first 150 attempts or whatever, whatever number it was, he never got to noon. And that's like fairly early or maybe halfway through the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right. You know what I'm talking about? Remember that? And and then yeah, like twelve. I think twelve forty seven is the farthest right. And then he looked, it. and it was like twelve fifty, and he was like, "Whoa, hey, hold on a second, I never got this far. This is the first time." And and the, and it's interesting how they reveal little things, and he goes further and further and further. But it's also they keep it funny, like how he dies. Like every time, it's a little different, and and it's always humorous in some way. Um, it I thought it was awesome. Uh, you know, it's hard, it's hard to, um, my, my hat's off to people who like writers who can take this sort of idea, this theme, like the, the, the repeating day thing has been done. You know, they did the comedy version of it with, with, um, Groundhog Day. They did the Tom, the Tom Cruise version. Right. And this is kind of in between. The first one I believe was turn back the clock in 1933. Interesting. Yeah, I would never know that. I I don't go that far back with movies. I had to. I'm I had sure. To look it I'm up. sure. But so I'm sure there are more versions of that. But like in our like for our generation, like in our lifetime, the obviously Groundhog Day is the big one, and Edge of Tomorrow is sort of a newer action version, which I thought, by the way, was an awesome movie. Like that was just that was killer. But this is kind of like a combination of the two. Lots of like humor. And very very action packed, and Frank Grillo just kills it. Like he's 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 oh, so he really good. does. Um, Mel Gibson is really good. He's got a great voice. Like the beginning of the movie, especially he's he, got a he's got. A, I mean, I know he's like crazy or whatever, but he's got a great. voice. And I'm gonna tell you, he plays a great. He really villain, does. He does a great job as the bad guy. I know that he's been a hero like almost all of his career, but he plays a. Great he really was flawless. And speaking of Tina Fey, hey Naomi Watts, call, call me. 
Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but the I I will say that this movie is I don't want to spoil too much of this movie because it's a lot of fun to watch and it's a lot of fun to watch him discover things and learn and and grow from his experience with this with this you know time loop that he's stuck in. And how he figures it out is fantastic. Some of the fight scenes are absolutely hilarious. I loved the continuous fight scene with Guan Yin. Was it Guan Yin? She's awesome. I am Guan Yin, and Guan Yin has done. And this. she's such a, like a cute little. thing. Every time she fucking yeah. decapitates him, she she decapitates him. She says, "I am Guan Yin," and Guan Yin <laughs> has done this. And she says it like eighty times in the movie. It gets a little irritating, but you're like, "Oh, somebody kill this bitch." Um. <laughs> And I just looked it up. But it is Gronkowski. The gunner. Yep, yeah. It's him. Yeah. And and the movie is is just a lot of fun. And it's it's action it's a it's a groundhog day with a lot of action and killing and blowing shit up. Exactly. So much fun. It's it's fantastic. I and and uh, if I recall, like when I was researching it, I think it was even filmed back in like two thousand eighteen. And that that like this is the amount of years that they've been kind of struggling to get it out there and I don't and like you said earlier I don't understand why it's really good <laughs> like <laughs> if you're if you're gonna watch it here's one of the things I found out though if you're gonna watch it watch it on Hulu because Hulu has an extra 3 minutes or an extra scene in the movie at the end that makes the ending significantly really? better. On Amazon Prime, where some people had watched this, um, without giving away too much, the the end of the movie was where he he re he stepped in he stepped in and that was it. Yes, that's where I saw it then, because that's all I saw. Okay. On the Hulu version, he wakes up in his bed again and goes for one last attempt. Oh, yes. I know what you mean. Yes. I, I, exactly. And then it just cuts. Like, I thought it was going to keep going and it just cuts off. Yeah. Right. But in the Amazon version, it cuts off before he wakes up in got bed. It, so you it, don't it, know what happened to him. Hope that's not really. A, I don't think that's really a spoiler because you don't really know what the hell's going on. But I mean, he's the hero. He's he's right. He's gonna. Win, but but it's good. Watch this goddamn movie. It's fantastic. It's a, it is really a lot of fun. I will possibly check it out. I don't know. Movies that are the same thing over and over again tend to drive me crazy. Like I don't really like Groundhog Day all that much. Okay. Well, well here's what I would recommend. Is, oh, go ahead, Rob. The thing is, is it's not the same thing every time. Because he's been doing, you've already, you're joining it with it already being 140, 140 uh, attempts in. So he's constantly changing what he does in order to try and get farther. And you, and you don't, you don't see the stuff that he does the same every time. What you're seeing is you see the stuff that he's changing. So I wouldn't say that you're actually seeing the same thing every time. And the humor, yeah, because it's always a little different. And the humor really, the the style of humor really, um, it's it's worth it. It changes it in a good way. And I think they did a good job with skipping over the 
the things that he's done multiple times. The only thing, the, the only thing that I that I will say that they did show multiple times that I was like, oh my god, was the I am Guanyin and Guanyin has done this. Of course, yes, that and doesn't change. It's it's not it's not always the same the same place, the same location, the same way, but they kept they kept repeating the I am Guanyin and Guanyin has. Yeah, done she this. never changes that. But Greg, what I would say is, give it a half an hour. If you don't like it, turn it off. But just try it. Try it for thirty minutes, and if you don't, if you if it bores you or whatever, but I think you'll get into it, and you'll I think you'll want to keep going. You said that about cuddling with you, and then you wouldn't let me go. You're like, just give it thirty minutes. I thought we were going to keep that off of the air. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My lawyer said your lawyer agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's out. So fine, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> well, well, next time it's cuddle time, then we'll just watch this. Program. I'm guilty of loving too much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Worst, <clears throat> worst thing to say in the courthouse ever. <laughs> wow. What? Wow. That, why that did dark. you? Why did you stalk Mrs. Fay? Well, I'm guilty of loving too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is our show. We're just going to stop now. Fair enough. Uh, but uh, here's what we're going to do, though. Next week, for our Side B episode, super excited about The Last Starfighter. I haven't seen that movie in forever. I'm super excited And it's, like, so kick-ass. Um, and then, of course, our Give Me Five question of the week, which I assume has something to do with lawyers and me cuddling Greg. <laughs> top top five lawyers that I could use to win a case against. Uh, call me. Uh, anyway, uh, a little bit of contact information. Rob, as uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod. You can email us directly, Give Me Five Podcast at gmail dot com. And please, guys, as always, leave us a review. It helps us stand out. It helps other people find us. And you can go to our website, GiveMe5Podcast.com, and there you'll find a link to all of our sweet Give Me 5 Podcast merchandise. And I do believe there will be a new shirt design coming up. Is that correct, Greg? Well, I had my microphone muted because I just dropped a bunch of Legos under my desk. But, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> As soon as I have a moment to stop playing with Legos and to make the shirt. First world problems. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's funny. Oh, so, my God. <clears throat> yeah, and thank you for listening. Say it one last time, Rob. I am Guan Yin. No, not that. <laughs> and Guan Yin has done this. And Rob has done this. I am Rob, and Rob has done this. To attack.